You're listening to the Poema Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message encourages you, challenges you, and inspires you to see God in a real way. For more information about Poema Church, visit poemachurch.ca. Enjoy the message. Well, if you don't know who I am, my name is Matt Shuttlesworth, and I am the lead pastor here along with my wife who is singing over here on this side, not that side. <laughs> Just want to make sure you know who my wife is. And uh, it's an honor to have you here today, and I know we have some guests in the house, so we welcome you today if you're here for the first time. If you don't know, we're ending our series today called New Year, Same You. And uh, it's kind of a play on words. A lot of people say it's a new year, it's going to be a new me. Uh, But sometimes we enter the new year the same person we were when the bell struck. And so unless we're willing to change some things and do something different, we end up being the same us. And so today I have the honor and the privilege of ending this series, and this has been such a great series. Has everybody enjoyed this series so far? It's been so good. I've been challenged every week. My wife spoke last week. She nailed it, knocked it out of the park. We had Josh speaking the week before that. It was incredible. And uh, it's just been such an incredible series. But I'm going to wrap it up today, and I'm going to read from Ecclesiastes. And uh, if you don't have a digital Bible, an analog Bible, we have uh, a video Bible up here that you can follow along. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says this, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two standing back to back And conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. I'm just going to pray. God, we thank you for this message today. We thank you for the word that you've placed in my heart. We thank you that as we've come each week, you've challenged us in this series. So, Lord, I know that you are going to do something great today. Open our ears to hear, open our eyes to see, open our hearts to receive what you have. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I kind of look like a fit guy, but I just started training last week. I started training. It's been, I, I mean, I was thinking back the last time I was actually at the gym consistently uh, was in high school, which wasn't five years ago. <laughs> As you can tell, I had hair back in high school. And, uh, but the last time I actually consistently went to the gym was in high school when I played for the football team. And when I played for the football team, I mean, I just sat on the bench a lot. But they did give me a jersey. So I thought back about going to the gym when I was in high school and how, you know, I was trying to get muscular. But when I went to the gym, I just went with, you know, all the different players. And when you go to the gym in high school and you're just trying to bulk up, really, you're just trying to like put up the most ridiculous numbers you can. It doesn't matter about form. It doesn't matter if you're even doing it right. It doesn't even matter if you injure yourself. It's just really all about an ego thing. It's just like, yeah, I put up this amount. What did you do? Right? 
And so last week for the first time in a really long time, I started going back to the gym. And the reason I did that was because I was at a point that I could get a trainer. Has anybody ever had a trainer before? A lot of us, some of us, we just, we, we, we go to the gym, we go to the gym, it doesn't matter, we're putting up the numbers. It doesn't matter if we do it right, it doesn't matter if we do it wrong. We just want to put up the numbers. But I started going to the gym this week and I started with a trainer. Because the reason I did that was because I have no clue about muscles. I have no clue about workouts. And so for the longest time, I didn't have a problem going to the gym. I just didn't have anybody to help me and show me what to do. See, a a personal trainer's job is to understand your strengths and to understand your weaknesses. And they help you grow in both of those. The other thing a personal trainer does is they see when you're doing something wrong that could possibly bring your body pain or hurt or discomfort, and they show you how to do it right. So for the longest time, I I didn't go to the gym. And when I did my assessment test, they said, wow, you are a lot worse than you really look. But Derek is my trainer. He was actually drumming over here, but he just started personal training, and I just felt like I needed... Oh, come on. You can give it up for Derek. We'll post his phone number on the screen if you ever want any... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but he's my personal trainer now, and, and over the past few weeks, he's, he's, seen me, he's seen me in my weakness. He's seen me uh, uh, struggle with putting weight up. He's seen me struggle to the point of, of almost throwing up. He's seen me to the point of, uh, of wanting to give up. He's almost seen me, not yet. I'm sure it'll get there. He's almost seen me to the point of tears. I haven't been there yet, but I'm close. But he's starting to know me, and he's starting to know my body and how it functions and how it doesn't function, and his job is to help get me stronger. Do you have someone in your life that is like that, or that really knows you? that really knows your strengths and really knows your weaknesses, that has seen you, not the Instagram and the Facebook you, they've seen the 4 a.m. you. Not the filtered version, they've seen the down and dirty version. They've seen the, 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 the point of throwing up version. They've seen the, the tears version. They've seen the giving up version. Do you have someone like that? In your life, they've seen the the mad you, not just the happy, joyful you. They've seen the mad you that wants to cuss everybody. Maybe you're, you know, you got in a fight with your wife and you're like, I'm going to cuss her. Going to cut her. (laughs) Have they seen that you? Someone who knows your weaknesses and someone who knows your strengths and is willing to tell you when something is a little awry or something may hurt you or something. Do you have someone like that? Who do, who do you have that you can call when it's inconvenient for them? Does anybody have that? Anybody have somebody that you can call when it's inconvenient to them? See, most of us cannot say that we have that. You say, well, I got my husband, I got my wife, but yeah, but what couple do you have that has seen the ugly version of you and your wife? What couple do you have in you that has seen the, 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 the nasty version of you and your wife? 
A lot of us, we go and get invited over to someone's house. Maybe you and your wife get invited to go over to someone's house and you're literally fighting from the moment you leave your front door. You're fighting the whole way while you're driving to their house. You're fighting the whole way up to the door and then the door opens. You're, hey, how you doing? We're all good. See, everyone has blind spots in their life. But we need people to speak into our life even when we don't want to hear it. Who do you have close to you? I have my clique. I have my my besties. I have my homeboys. I'm not talking about the people that have the same interests as you. I'm talking about people who have godly interests for you. People who point you towards the interests of Christ. See, we have a lot of relationships that are interest-based. Hey, you like football? Come over to my house. I like football. You like makeup? I like makeup. I'm not talking about me. I'm just <laughs> setting an example. I don't wear makeup. Sports, fashion. We have a lot of interest-based relationships. But a lot of times, these people will only give you information based more on feelings instead of faith. Say that again. They give you information based on feelings instead of faith. Because they're on the same level as you. You have the same interest and somehow you've convinced them that what you're about to do to your husband is the right thing to do. Oh yeah, do it. Kick him out of the house. And instead of faith, it's feelings. See, if they're down for giving you information emotionally, then they're down for delaying your purpose too. Let's stay in this relationship. See, if that person lets you stay in that relationship, even though they know it's wrong, even though they know it won't end good, even though they know there could be some pain, there could be some harm, is that really a friend? They let you keep doing the things that they know could have dire consequences. Keep living the way that you live. They just th- is that really a friend? Is that really someone that you want to have around you? I love what Proverbs 27, 6 says. It says, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. See, as believers, we would rather have kisses from someone who doesn't know us than truth in love from those around us and those who know us intimately. To everyone needs godly community. I didn't just say community. You can go to the bar and get community. But do they have what's best for you in mind? Maybe some of them do. But is it pointing to God? See, if anyone could have done community, it would have been God alone, right? If anyone could have done without community, it could have been God, right? But let's read this from Genesis 1. It says, God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kind, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kind. And God saw that it was good. Then here's the the best part. And a lot of times we've grazed over this. It says, then God said, let us make man kind in our image. Let us 
So whether you've realized it or not, even before there was anything, there was community. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They looked at each other in that moment and they said, let us, let this community make mankind in our image. See, even from the very beginning, before there was anything, there was community. Don't believe me? Let's look at Adam. Genesis 2, 18. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. When you go back through Genesis, he, he begins to create the stars. He begins to create the earth. He begins to create all these things. And at the end of when he's done creating, he looks at it and says, it is good. But when he gets to this, this is the first time that he says it is not good. Created the stars, they're beautiful, it's good. Created the earth, created the night and the day, I look at it, it's good. Created the sun, the moon, it's good. But it is not good for man to be alone. This is the first time since creation that God ever said it wasn't good. Still not enough? You don't believe me yet? Okay, we'll keep going. Let's look at the life of Jesus. John 5, 19. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees his father doing. Whatever his father does, the son also does. In other words, he's looking at the example of his father as how he's supposed to live on this earth. And that is in community. He cannot do anything that he does not see his father do. In other words, as he was walking, he was walking down the street. Hey, bro, how you doing? Doing good? Hey, I like you. Come follow me. Community. Hey, fisherman. I like to fish too. Hey, come follow me. Come hang with me. Come do life with me. Come eat with me. Come pray with me. Come, come be with me. You know what? Come struggle with me. Come celebrate with me. You know what? Let's be vulnerable together. Let's do life together. Let's be together. You ever think about this? As Jesus had the 12 disciples... They probably knew that he farted. I mean, we don't think about that. But there was vulnerability. It's a funny thought. But there was a vulnerability. I don't know, I can't say that word this morning. Got to drink more coffee for the next service. There was something that, that, that came when you're vulnerable with someone. You get to know them. This might be a little disgusting, but they probably knew that he had streaks. <laughs> not to be vulgar, not to be dirty. But I'm just showing you that they were vulnerable with one another. When he came to this earth, he came in humanity. He had to go to the bathroom. 
They went to the bathroom. Come on. He washed their nasty feet. And I'm not talking about just taking off your shoes. They had sandals. And in that time, all of the waste and everything ran alongside the road. How much doo-doo did they have on their feet? But yet he still washed their feet. He allowed them to see who he really was. The real version of him. The vulnerable vulnerable version of him. Wow. We're going to have to edit this out. See, he allowed people to see him in his state of becoming. Who do you have that can see you in your state of becoming? Can see you in your dirtiest moments? Who knows you enough in your strengths and your weaknesses? Who knows when you're stressed? And in your stress, you tend to go to the, the, the sin that has held you back for so long. Who, who do you have like that? Who are those people in your life? They can help make those adjustments when you might be doing something that can really hurt you in the end. See, if Jesus needed godly community, then what is our excuse? Oh, I'm busy. Oh, are you? Are you really busy? Are you too busy for life? Too busy to, ha- for so- to have someone around you that will help you become a better version of you? I-, I-, I got community. I got my buddies that we drink at the bar every Saturday night. That's my community. But they really don't have what your best intention in mind. Who is your godly community? See, godly community, it may not be perfect. They sometimes may may fail you, but they have your best intention in mind. They point you to Christ every time. Going back to Ecclesiastes, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. I think a lot of your success will come through godly community. See, you're trying to search for your potential. You're chasing your potential. When in all actuality, your purpose will come through community. See, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Is in real trouble trouble. See, some of you have maybe in the past or maybe in this moment still might be struggling with an addiction to porn. It's because no one knows that you're going through it, that it's tearing you down. It says, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. See, yes, We've all heard the statement, there is no I in team. But guess what? There is an I in isolation. We cannot do this life alone. Likewise, two people laying close together can keep each other warm. God, I thank you for my wife who keeps me warm. Thank you that you created Eve for Adam. 
But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two standing back to back and conquer. I'm going to ask Simon to come up here. I'm going to ask him to play the devil today. And then is Derek in here somewhere? Derek is my trainer. I'm going to have him come up here. Derek, just stand off to the side just for a moment. I'm alone right here. Simon is the devil. Simon, I want you to try to push me over. Push me over. See how easy it is as I am alone for the enemy to come and attack when no one's got your back. See, what's so interesting is when you're alone, you can't see things that are behind you. But Derek, come over here. Derek, Derek is my trainer. See, and when we stand back to back, guess what? The enemy tries to come against me. Enemy? Guess what? Come on. Come against me. Guess what? Come on. Come on. See? See, when you're standing back to back, Derek can see the things that I cannot see that are trying to come against me. When I need to turn, guess what? I see things that he can't see. He sees things I cannot see. But I think so often, Simes, you're good. I think so often, we want to stand eye to eye with somebody. This is what I'm going through. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm dealing with. But when all actuality, God is saying, no, 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 no. I want you back to back. Because when you're back to back, the things in your own blind spots can be seen. But when you're eye to eye, I don't think it's about being eye to eye. See, it's not always about, community is not always about being eye to eye. Because when you're eye to eye, you still have blind spots. When you're eye to eye, you still have things that you're going to struggle with. When you're eye to eye, there's still going to be things that are going to try to attack you. But when you're back to back, the blind spots are covered. When you're back to back, the things that you cannot see, my brother can see. The things that he cannot see, I can see. And I can stand and I, you got my back? I got your back. And we can stand together knowing that we're covered. Knowing that when the enemy tries to attack, knowing that when the enemy tries to come against us, that my brother's got my back. I need one more person. One more person. Because at the end of that, it says, come on, Mike. It says, a three-chord strand cannot be broken. Come on, Simes. Just try to take us out. Because guess what? We cannot be broken. We cannot be broken. We cannot be broken. We need to stop just trying to see eye to eye with people. 
stop trying to bring them onto our level of understanding and just say, hey, you got my back? I got your back. I got the things covered that you can't see. I got the areas covered, the blind spots covered. So that when somebody tries to come against you, when the enemy tries to come against you, we're good. We're covered. Acts 2. And the believers, or all the believers, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Linda, you can come. And to fellowship. And to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to pray. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they have. They sold their properties and their possessions, shared their money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. This is the reason why we started our table groups. See, community is great on Sunday, but what happens Monday to Saturday when you're going through it? It's great that we get to come and, and worship together. This is awesome. We get to drink coffee together. That's great. But what happens on the Monday to Saturday when you're going through the storm? When some of us might be standing alone or feel like nobody's got our back. This is why we started table groups. Because we don't want you to feel alone. We don't want you to feel like you have to go through this alone. But that you got someone standing on your back. Standing back to back with you. You got a group of people standing with you saying, I see your blind spots. I see that you're about to go through it. I see that you're about to go through a situation that could bring hurt, that could bring pain. I got you. I don't know what you're going through. I got you. I don't know what you're dealing with. I got you. They worship together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. They shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I know a lot of you get this, but some of you don't. Each day the Lord added to their fellowship each day when we understand true godly community we won't need to have to evangelize they will be coming in each day because they see someone's got your back they see that when you went through it you didn't crumble you didn't give up they see the power of community 
the power of believers. Doesn't matter how many times you failed. You still got a body. You still got a house. You still got a people standing with you, rooting you on, saying, you got it. You can do it. I believe in you. See, healing happens in community. We don't pray a lot and lay hands a lot on people from this stage. Because healing happens in community. Hey, this is what I'm going through, bro. Sis, this is, this is what I'm going through. Sis, this is what I'm dealing with. And in that moment, you can pray. And through prayer comes healing. See, healing happens in community. You say, well, Pastor Matt, I texted you 10 times and you didn't answer. You know what? Sometimes I probably won't answer. But have you texted your table group? Have you texted those in your community? See, my number one priority is is my family. We have our own table group. And we're going to be going through each and all of the table groups as we relaunch them next week. But the purpose of the table group is to get you closer to one another. Is to get you to a place where you know someone's got your back. Where you know when the enemy comes against you, you're not going to get knocked down. You're not going to get knocked out. We all need godly community. And we have to understand how important it is. Even from the beginning, there was community. When we look back at the end of 2020 on our life, and we're the same person that entered 2020, we don't want to have to go through 2021 and say, yeah, it might be a new year, but it's still the same me. But when you have believers who have got your back and the enemy tries to come, ain't nothing can take you out. See, next week we're so excited as Super Sunday is next week, and we're going to be talking about the vision and the services in the morning before the 49ers destroy the Chiefs. Sorry, Mike Gorda. But the table groups are such an integral part of who we are. I would, in fact, say this, that the table groups are even more of a church than just meeting on Sunday. Because you got believers that you can call even when it's inconvenient for them who have got your back. Through anything.
we're so excited to relaunch this. It's going to look a tiny bit different this year, but I believe it's going to be huge and make a huge impact on this house and on your community and on your life. God, we thank you so much for giving us this picture of what true godly community looks like. We thank you that as we enter this new season of our table groups, that you will just expand them, that you will grow them, that you will expand your kingdom, expand your house, that people will come in who says, I need someone to stand with me back to back because I'm going through it. So God, I praise you that you will use these groups to bring us closer to give us a greater sense of community. Lord, if there's anyone in here today that needs you, I just pray right now that you would meet them where they are. That you would meet their need, that you would answer their prayer. So God, I praise you. I thank you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message encourages you, challenges you, and inspires you to see God in a real way. For more information about Poema Church, visit poemachurch.ca.